we serve a powerful, wonderful, great God. That the God that we've been singing about, that was just presented to us. That God dwells in you and me. Not a tiny little puny God, but a great God. Have you ever wondered and thought, wait a minute, how do we, in a sense, embody that, the fullness of that great God in, in a world that is so far from Him? You ever wondered about how maybe we have domesticated that God? It's often said, He made us in His image, and we've been returning the favor ever since, making Him in ours. What we see in Daniel as we walk through Him, that God, that Daniel has not bought into that lie. Even though everything around him would say that God's out of control. I mean, we just saw it. I mean, those that were in charge were uh, throwing a raucous party, totally oblivious to the very accoutrements that they had, that they were using, were of holy purpose, of divine intent. And yet Daniel... Unfazed, unfazed by the world around him, continued to live, continued to live according to the wisdom of that great, awesome, powerful, wonderful, beautiful God. And let's let's turn there. Let's let's look at, at Daniel as, as we've been doing and, and walk with him and see just what are some of the things we get from him as to how he lives according to the, the, the wonder of God, the, the wisdom of God in a foolish world, in a world that has totally forgotten God's wonder and beauty. I invite you to turn with me to Daniel chapter. We'll start at verse 13, read through verse uh, 23. It's a a piece of what you've had presented to you, again, with a little bit of poetic license uh, for those that were here for the Red Solo Cup party, um, into which Daniel inserted again God's beauty and holiness. Um, It's found on page 722 in your Pew Bible, if you want to turn there, or um, if you want to, whatever uh, electronic device you have your Bible on, feel free to turn there, just keep the sound off, or you can follow along on the screen. Let's, uh, Let's pray together. Gracious God. We give you thanks for your written word that continues to to remind us of your character, of your very nature, of your reality, of your truth. And we, uh, we ask now that you indeed would open the eyes of our very heart, would open the ears of our very soul to see and to hear from you, to, to be transformed by your word and the power of your spirit. For, for we want to be those that live according to your glory and greatness. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Hear the word of the Lord. Daniel 5, starting with verse 13. Then Daniel was brought in before the king. The king said to Daniel, 
So you are Daniel, one of the exiles of Judah, whom my father, the king, brought from Judah. I have heard of you, that the spirit of the gods is in you, and that enlightenment and understanding and excellent wisdom are found in you. Now the wise men, the enchanters, have been brought in before me to read this writing and tell me its interpretation. But they were not able to give the interpretation of the matter. But I've heard that you can give interpretations and and solve problems. Now if you are able to read the writing and tell me its interpretation, you shall be clothed in purple, have a chain of gold around your neck, and rank third in the kingdom. Then Daniel answered in the presence of the king, Let your gifts be for yourself, or give your rewards to someone else. Nevertheless, I will read the writing to the king, and let him know the interpretation. O king, the Most High God gave your father, Nebuchadnezzar, kingship, greatness, glory, and majesty. And because of the greatness that he gave him, All peoples, nations, and languages trembled and feared before him. He killed those he wanted to kill, kept alive those he wanted to keep alive, honored those he wanted to honor, and degraded those he wanted to degrade. But when his heart was lifted up and his spirit was hardened, so that his kingly throne and his glory was stripped from him, he was driven from human society, and his mind was made like that of an animal. His dwelling was with the wild asses. He was fed grass like oxen, and his body was bathed with the dew of heaven until he learned that the Most High God has sovereignty over the kingdom of mortals and sets over it whomever he will. And you, Belshazzar, his son, have not humbled your heart, even though you knew all this. You have exalted yourself against the Lord of heaven. The vessels of his temple have been brought in before you, and you and your lords, your your wives and your concubines, have been drinking wine from them. You have praised the gods of silver and gold, of bronze, iron, wood, and stone, which do not see or hear or know. But the God in whose power is your very breath, and to whom belong all your ways, You have not honored. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now now really there are three things that I I catch as I look through Daniel's interaction with Belshazzar. As Daniel tries to live in, in accordance with the glory and wisdom of God. In a world that has totally disregarded that glory and is living as fools. But the first thing you see from Daniel, I mean, it's very, very practical here. He avoids the, the compromising situation that Belshazzar offers him in verse 17. He lives according to integrity. I mean, did you note that, that compromising situation that possibly was there, a little conflict of interest? You know, that, that the king, when, he, when Daniel came in, Hey, Daniel, if you read this writing on the wall, here's what I'm going to do, man. Chain on your neck and purple around your, your body and you're going to be number three. That's pretty high ranking in Belshazzar world. And Daniel said, No, keep those. Keep those for yourself. Give them to somebody else. 
Don't you think if Daniel had, had been drawn to, to that loot, you know, to the power, to the resource that was there, don't you think that maybe he would have been influenced to spin his interpretation a little more positively towards his benefactor? Don't you think if he'd set his mind on those goods that he would have taken the words and let's tone them down a little bit. Let's make them a little more positive for Belshazzar. He avoided it altogether. Now, as you read on, we didn't read on, but at the end, after he reads it, Belshazzar gives it to him anyway and Daniel takes it. So it's not the issue of receiving, it's the issue of it being received at that time. And having influence over him doing the very purpose that he was called there to do. And that was to speak God's word to the king. And he did not want any undue influence. He refused the compromising situations that can happen as we seek to live according to God's wisdom in a world that sometimes can be characterized by foolishness. Now, I, uh, it's interesting, too, that Daniel didn't try to justify you know, taking those goods. Well, you know, if, if I can sort of slither through here and, and I get that kind of resource and power, then think about all the good I could do. He, he refused all of that at that time to say, no, I'm here to do one thing and to do it well, and I refuse to be put in a compromising situation or have any conflict of interest. Can you relate? Can you, you relate to the, to the, the struggles and, and the tension in, in living in this world according to God's wisdom and the, the, the powers that are around us that can influence us at times? The ways that those conflicts of interest can come upon us? Ways that, that our employers, you know, who... who I mean, they sign the checks, right? I mean, they, they, they provide the benefits. And times our employers can ask us to do things that we know are against the ways of, of God. And we're caught in a real struggle. Uh, my, uh, some really good advice that I received as a teenager uh, was about avoiding these compromising situations, which was make the decision before the time of passion. You know, make the decision before you're in the heat of the battle. And of course, what I remember my youth leaders telling me about, it was talking about uh, premarital sex. They said, you need to make your decision now. Not when you're on the couch in a dark room with your girlfriend and no parents are around. That's not the time to make the decision. Matter of fact, the decision is to say, if you're following Daniel, avoid being in a dark room with your girlfriend with no parents. Uh, around. That's the wisdom of God that we see in Daniel and integrity in his life. The second thing that that we see here is a a healthy respect of authority, a humility. There's an integrity and there's a humility. You you see that he's coming in in the name of the all-wise God and yet he respects and honors Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar, both. He respects their position of authority. He, he, He does not come in. I mean, he could have. He could have come in just rapping on Belshazzar. Just saying what a loser he was. But he didn't. 
He respected that position of authority that both Belshazzar and Nebuchadnezzar had. We see that that's a common refrain throughout the scriptures to respect the authority that's above us. To, to respect parents, to respect teachers, to respect um, government officials, police officers, to honor those positions of authority. And Daniel was living that. And he had no reason to, personally. I mean, it wasn't like he liked the guys. It wasn't that he was buddies with them. I mean, remember, Nebuchadnezzar is the one that led the onslaught and destruction of his homeland and wrenched them out. As slaves in exile. And Belshazzar, for obvious reasons at the party, the foolishness of his party, yet Daniel still respected and honored the authority of their positions. Even in a pagan kingdom. Even in a kingdom that was totally oblivious to the ways of God. At this time, particularly, that we were just reading about. Daniel maintains that humility in those positions of authority. This is a perfect season to practice that same kind of respect and honor. I, I, I think this is exactly the right time, just a few months before November. You know, it's for us as followers of Jesus, as, as following the wisdom of God, we're going to play by a different set of rules than the way of the world. We're not going to be drawn into, right? We're not going to be drawn into sound bites and demonizing one another and destroying one another's character. We're not going to play those games. We will respect and honor those who are running for positions of authority. We will disagree with policies and possibilities, but we will refuse to play the game of the world that wants to demonize and, and villainize that wants to make everything a nice 60-second commercial or a 10-second soundbite. We will follow the wisdom of God and we will respect and honor those in authority. Right? Yeah? A- amen. And we need one another to help one another in this journey. So integrity and humility... As, as Daniel lives out the glory of God in the midst of a pagan kingdom. As he lives out that wisdom in a, in a foolish world. But then, and then finally, what we see in him, courage. We see in him a, a courage, that, that, that how that integrity and how that um, humility have prepared in them for the, the courage to do what he's called to do. And that is to speak truth to power. There's respect and honor for Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar, but there is also then the courage to speak truth to them, right to their face, even if it is the truth that is absolutely leads to their destruction. And Daniel has that courage. Now, it's not just something that he has because he decides to do it, as we've talked about. It's, I mean, he, he's got his buddies. He's got Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. He, he's been practicing you know, his prayer. got him in trouble. He's been practicing his holy habits. He, he's, as Andrew said last week, you know, just taking small steps along the way so that now when he is there in the midst of the 
king, in the midst of all the temptations, he is still able to stand and with courage to say, Belshazzar, the writing on the wall means your destruction because you have not honored God. I wonder at times uh, when you know, the public corruption of the church or officials or businesses comes up, I wonder when I read that. You know, like, uh, for example, uh, there's a, a recent school system that was caught you know, changing grades. Or the secret service, you know, the secret service and, and all the, the pornography ring that they were a part of. You know, people in positions of authority and power, you know, that those, those things happen. I wonder, I'm like, was there no follower of Jesus in their midst? Was there no Daniel who was there to stand up and say, no, we're not going to do this. Now, as, as businesses get caught in, in corruption, you know, year, years gone by, you know, Worldcom and those kind of things, I wonder, was there no follower of Jesus in the boardroom? Was there no Daniel there who was willing to stand up in integrity and humility say, No, we're not going to act in this way because it is wrong. It dishonors God. It flies in the face of what is right and good. So I wonder for you, I wonder for us, I mean, for each one, there, there's a real balance here that I love in looking at Daniel and the beauty of how he, he holds his integrity and, and humility and courage and how he lives that out together. And I'm, I'm betting that the Spirit is brought to mind in each one of our lives in particular ways. It may be in the issue of integrity that you find yourself in a compromising situation and you need to get out. Ask the Spirit to give you that wisdom. Uh, confide in others to help you get out of there. It may be that, that you're, you're caught in this battle in our own world of using whatever means necessary to win and you've forgotten the way of humility that Daniel shows us. And and cry out to God, God help me. I, I don't want to get caught into it. I want to be humble like Daniel or maybe you find yourself maybe you're in the boardroom right now or or maybe you're in the workroom or or, or maybe you're in the back room and and you're in the position of influence and power and and the, the glory of God wants to shine through you the glory of God like just like Daniel in the midst of a foolish world wants his wisdom to come forth from you Seek God, confide in one another so that His wisdom will be evident in your life. Where is it for you this day to practice real wisdom, to let the glory of God shine? Integrity, humility, and courage. Amen.